get into it. WWE TLC is in the books. If you're streaming live, this is the post show. Share the link. Let's get them going. Let's get right into it. Jump down there in the chat. Angel is pumped. It's Sunday night, but we don't need to stop, baby. Getting into all of it, WWE TLC from San Jose, California. It was quite the show. So much going on in this, lot to be talked about. And we want to know what you think. If you're watching the live stream, sound off in the chat below. If you're listening to the podcast, hit us up on Twitter at WrestleZone.com or on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever the new fang- fangle dangle social media thing we got to be on. Is it holograms now? I don't know. You work for the computer company, Angel Garcia, our official Lucha Libre correspondent. What's the next big wave on the social medias? Uh, I believe it's it's the thing hipsters admitted. You get a bird and you give it a note. You give the bird a note. And it flies and sends it to your friends. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Well, I don't know what you guys are watching. We got a bunch of people in the chat. If you have not watched this before, this is a really interactive show. So you guys sign off. Tell us what you think of this show. And your comments pop up right there on the screen while we're doing it. And then you're kind of like the third host. So uh, a very eventful pay-per-view. A lot of big things came out of it. A lot of things were built up to and paid off. Some things were built up to and some fans, well, felt were not paid off. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the feedback I'm getting uh, is fairly mixed to positive. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I heard a lot of people uh, 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 thumbing down the show overall, but maybe some right. specific things on it. What are your big takeaways from it? Because there was a lot of eventful things here. We have two new champions crowned on this show. We seem to have an idea of where some storylines are going through the the arching part of the year. Some storylines continue, and some seem like they were you know, definitively ended in some way or another. Uh, I felt like the show structurally made a lot of sense, just the pacing of the show and how it felt. I thought giving people the mixed match challenge right away was a good idea, just to like, hey, let's have this fun match, which has a nice little payoff at the end. And it's always funny when R-Truth and Carmella in a ring together. Uh, My only issue with the pay-per-view as a whole was the Baron Corbin match bit. After a while, I was like, they're just beating a guy up. Like, this is. <laughs> like, I know he's mean, but, like, yeah. like beating him up. So you know what it reminded me of? There was this one Saturday Night Live sketch, and they've done it for the holidays a couple of times, where they did, like, the alternate version of It's a Wonderful Life. And this alternate version of It's a Wonderful Life just involves them finding the bad banker that steals all these people's money. And they just find him and they mercilessly beat this guy <laughs> like in an office and like children are like whomping on this dummy and like everyone's getting into it. And then they cut back to the host of this like alternate version. And that's why the movie, th- the movie was never released in its original form. You know, uh, some people uh, started off saying they thought it was a good show, that they were into it, that they uh, that they enjoyed it. Uh, some people already predicting where things are going to go. They, uh, Richard Weaver saying was a big surprise that Becky Lynch in the final match of the night, she lost, lost her SmackDown Women's Championship in, I think, what some people are going to say is the best match on the pay-per-view. Long, long show, and it delivered in the end in its final uh, final bout there. Wild, wild match. Uh, Charlotte took a ton of punishment in this match. 
uh, but still ha- had a lot of flair in it. Asuka took some mean bumps, uh, but then Ronda Rousey comes out there, pushes them both off the ladder, Becky and Charlotte, and Asuka climbs up to snatch it and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. This is one of the more talked about shows, uh, matches on the show, and this is definitely going to be one of the more talked about things. We're setting up something here. We're getting something with either a mixture of Becky and Ronda or Charlotte and Ronda or all three in the future. I just want Ronda and Becky. Charlotte's fine, I guess. She's fine, but I want I want Ronda and Becky real bad. Uh, I, I did not see that ending coming at all. I was like, whoa. Like, it was nice to be, like, surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, properly surprised. That was really fun. I thought that match was great. Uh, while I may not like Charlotte's like, oh, I'm losing, so I'm going to go crazy uh, character. Um, no, it's so fun. I'm like, she still kicks ass. Like, you can't deny it. But the show as a whole was really fun. Uh, I, my favorite match was the Rollins Ambrose match because it was, I felt like there was really stakes in that match, like personal. Controversial thing to say there. Okay, let's get into that one. The Intercontinental Title match. This one was set up by these guys, former Shield brother and losing. Uh, Roman Reigns to a real-life leukemia diagnosis and then winning the tag titles and a big turn. But a lot of people have uh, been uh, crapping on the storyline for quite some time, and it just hasn't clicked, and it just hasn't been there since they launched into it. And this match had a that was bo- this is boring chant break out in it. No one wants to hear that yeah. in a big pay-per-view match, especially something they've been building up to for two months. Um, I thought they tried and tried, but for whatever reason, the, this thing never got out of the station. I don't know what it is. I don't like I don't like saying that about especially guys that are both very very talented. But this is just something where it just didn't click, and I don't know what it is. Uh, and that seems to be the sentiment. I remember uh, tweeting out earlier that I thought it was a bummer that they got that reaction, like it was a real letdown. And people said oh, it was because the match sucked, and I just didn't think the match sucked. I just thought for what it was built up to. And what it had as you bring up stakes, a title, a really personal thing, and Dean Ambrose winning, it, it wasn't a bad match, but it just didn't live up to the expectations it had to. I respectfully disagree. I think it did a good job, especially considering what they had to work with. I'm not a big fan of using real-life stuff either. <clears throat> well, it, I think it does all right. A good example is this, like the Ruby Riot Natalia match was really good. Yeah. Talk, and that, that that's a match that I think people kind of slept on going into this. Had a really yeah. personal issue to it. And some people thought, oh, it's really controversial. You're using Jim Neidhart in that way. Um, but then when, you know, N- Natalia pulled out uh, in this match, they were, it's a tables match, and uh, all of the Riot squad that Ruby has are interfered, and she puts them all through a table. So they're eliminated from the process, basically. And it's down to Natty and Ruby, and they had one heck of a match, and then Natty beats her down, puts her in the sharpshooter. I'm like, what are you doing? You need to put her through a table. Why are you doing that? The logic of this match is pick her up and slam her through the table. No, don't get slammed. Oh, they're putting the heels over again. She's doing this thing. She's loose. She's Her heart is getting in the way of her mind, you know? You know, because she's a heart, right? And she's too passionate. And, uh, no, she does that to weaken her and then pull out a table that has a big sign of Ruby Riot on it instead of her getting slammed <laughs> through the, her Jim the Nightheart table. And she put on her dad's jacket, and they teased it and teased it. And, and they were going to do a hurricane run off the top, but no, Natty's too strong. She powers through. And you heard this great emotional reaction from the audience when they when they saw her go, nope, 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 and just powerbombed it. Also, did you see... How good sister 
Natty was. Did you see how good sister Natalia was when she went to go do the power bomb? She didn't just do it. She looked over this side and said, "All right, I got a good, I got a good position here," and then went and did it. Did you notice that? A true professional. I was like, "Oh, look at Natty protecting after yeah." Out of her and beating the crap out of the right side. Because she didn't want to like to she didn't want to like do it and have her head catch like the side of the table. She's like, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. And I was just like, oh man. And it was just one of those like little detail things that I caught that I really liked. Uh here we go. Vernon uh, Vernon was at TLC tonight. The the three ladies what? ended the night. It was a good note. Yeah, Vernon, let us know more what you watch. We have uh, people watching all around the world. Sound off where you guys are watching from. Vernon was in San Jose. He saw the show. He said uh, the ladies definitely stole the show. I thought, um, I really thought the women's matches overall were better than the men's matches. Definitely uh, did way better than all the male matches. Mind mm-hmm. you, I wasn't invested into Nia Jax versus Ronda at all. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, whatever, because I'm not a fan of like Nia Jax's promo work lately. And Ronda Rousey's whatever to me. Um, so, but that match was amazing. Like, it threw me off. I was like, this is really great. I'm, like, really into this match. And then the ending where she's like, where's she at? Where's she at? And, like, makes eye contact with Tamina as she's, like, breaking her cousin's arm is amazing. Mm, yeah. And I, I I really think that was a match that really overexceeded. Also, I don't know what it is with Ronda. Sometimes maybe we've seen her on TV and the, the special flair of her may have like lost its luster because she's been on television so much and it's such a big deal when she came to WWE earlier this year. But this was a match that reminded you of her intensity. And also, she has an amazing ability of someone who's very, for the what's the term, green, right, to new to wrestling, to sell pain and, and sell it in a very believable way. And, you know, Nia Jax has come under a lot of criticism for injuring Becky Lynch and and what people believe injuring other wrestlers. Uh, But she had a strong performance. She was a strong base. Ronda flying off the top rope, doing jumping off people's knees to give them flying forearms. I thought it was a strong performance. Uh, Was it the best match I've seen Ronda have so far? No. Uh, But it was definitely a match that Nia Jax needed to have. Even in losing, she needed to remind you, hey, even if I'm losing, I can still pull this out and do these things. And they achieved that. Uh, James Stevenson asking my question, did Liv overshoot the table? Looked like she really got hurt. I think she didn't. I think she got the wind knocked out of her and she freaked out for a bit. Which is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket into that table. I was like, oh no! And in my head, I was like, oh, the air's out of her lungs. And then she's like hyperventilating. Like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, I think she's fine. I think she just got the air knocked out of her. Now, uh, Nia go to SmackDown needs a new storyline. Um, heck, Nia at Raw. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. We'll get more into that because there may be a big shakeup tomorrow on Raw. We'll get more into that, though. As we run down your TLC card, a lot of uh, exciting things on this show. I don't want to bring that graphic up. I want to bring this up here. A match that I think really surprised some people. Uh, they've been sleeping on it. There's too many matches here. I think when people got so down on WWE a few weeks ago because, hey, this TV match wasn't good and the ratings are bad and and the hardcore fans are just crying to the heavens. How can they get a billion-dollar TV contract? I was like, they still have some of the best wrestlers in the world. And this is a match that reminded you of that. And that was Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles on a show that had tables, on a show that had ladders. Now, obviously, those matches delivered for you, and some didn't. We'll get into the matches that didn't deliver. I like to do the matches that are good first, by the way. They're on a positive We'll get them. We'll get into them. We'll get into them. Uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, they've already had a couple of matches on TV. But this one was magnificent. An absolute work of art. 
I, I, I know people are going to say I'm saying too much about it, but it was great. It was a lot of back, of fo- back and forth. You didn't see that ending coming. It was just a shift of the shoulders, and that's the difference between becoming a WWE champion. Daniel Bryan just shifted his shoulders in a small package and caught AJ Styles and then walked out the WWE champion. Hard-hitting match, back and forth. He nearly tapped out. I loved it. What did you guys think of AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan? I think you hit it on the head. I think it was just, it was such good storytelling. My favorite part was, you know, he gets the roll up, gets out of it. And AJ's face, you can read it. And it said, God dang it. Like, you know how he says, like, dang it. Like a lot. Like, that's what his face said. He's like, he got me. Which is like, I think a better win than like getting knocked out or getting decimated. Because it's like, I could have had it, but I didn't. Because they caught me slipping. Uh, and if you're a longtime fan of Daniel Bryan, there's a lot of things he did that reminded me of some of the stylistic things he did pre WWE when he was in Ring of Honor. He was a heel who was a f- thousand four. Yeah, Bryan. yeah. It, this this was Ring of Honor Daniel Bryan stuff. I mean, like he was doing the small packages, he was doing the striking, he was doing like I'm gonna lock you up, I'm gonna hit you with my elbows. He was doing things that were believable. And nasty, but he couldn't finish you. So he's right. gonna he's gonna resort to some type of dastardly tactic or short way out in the eyes of some people. It was a fun match, really cemented his character, didn't make AJ Styles look bad, made you want to see another match. So what's so bad about that? Or at least makes it feel like AJ Styles could be a contender once again in the future. He hung in there. And the same way that Daniel Bryan surprised people with Brock Lesnar. He was getting whomped and whomped and whomped. And you can do, all you have to do is give him a sense of disbelief, you know. And you had that in this match that Styles, oh, Styles could get this title. Styles could get it. He got him in a small package. Shift the shoulders, boom, boom, boom. We're out. Oh, come on! You're right. It's feeling, not thinking too much. You can think about it now. What did you feel when you watched it? Uh, Sir Darius saying the lowest rated Raw shows in history ain't so bad. Uh, STF. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Sir Darius, you know who can shut up right now? You, because WWE put on a good pay-per-view. They kind of backpedaled. They went into a corner. They gave you a TLC match on Monday. They took the guy that you didn't like that was on TV too much, and then they beat him down, and they said, all right, we're listening. We're going to do something else. And I think they did that tonight, and that's kind of what we got. I thought overall thumbs up. Thumbs up to the good matches we've already mentioned. Some matches disappointed. I thought Elias and Lashley was just kind of a lot of gaga. Uh, a fun, a decent little segment kind of felt like a throwaway. I felt really like the cruiserweight match between Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Exciting, hardcore match on the kickoff. Not like hardcore, like weapons or anything like that. Just people just whomping on each other. Sudden finish. It felt a little bit rushed. Wouldn't have mind that on the main card, but I understand why it didn't get in there. The triple threat with the Usos, the Bar, and oh. the New Day. Wasn't a bad match, but it didn't feel more exciting. It didn't feel like a match that that shouted pay-per-view to me. Is is that fair I, to say? What it is, a year ago, that would have been like the best pay-per-view match forever. But the thing is, they're doing that match all the time on SmackDown. Mm. And we see it. That's why we're like, oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, and, and obviously, we, we've already Smackdown. touched on it a little bit, was Ambrose versus Rollins. I mean... This was a match that had so much build, didn't meet it, and fans kind of turned on it. In the middle In the middle of the match, they kind of turned on it. Another match uh, that I didn't mention in so much in the portion of the show we were talking about that it was good, this is one that really surprised me. 
was was this match with Orton and Rey Mysterio. I know you're a big Luchador fan. You got to be proud of Rey Mysterio. This is his first real big pay-per-view performance since coming back with WWE in terms of a singles match. Very violent match. A lot of chairs. You can say a chairs match is a silly thing to do on a pay-per-view. Uh, but they really used them. You, you got to see a lot of stuff with chairs in this match. I like the... Uh musical chairs bit at the end for the finish where or just sits down he's like oh what just happened mm-hmm. and like and i think i like that finish because it reminds me of the aj brian finish because it's believable i like believable finishes where it's like oh he just caught me all right where am i and then he gets caught with the roll-up like that makes sense to me when you get caught slipping i like that kind of finish because it's like that's more believable than like oh you hit me with your knee swinging around ropes like, <laughs> it's exciting sense? it's exciting and they did a lot of creative uh they did a lot of creative things in it and orton once again escaped with the win uh excuse me mysterio escaped with the win but orton didn't look like he wasn't a nasty monster he didn't look like he was conquered i think at some point you can't just keep doing that with ray that's something they've done with ray so many times because it's oh he's smaller Ugh. he's very mysterio yeah. he's been in the mix with everybody for such a long time i don't think you need to do that but all what the time. else are you gonna do with him right it's like sure. uh Small boy, what are we gonna do with small boy? Mm-hmm. Now, you have your finger on the pulse of everything lucha and everything on the other side of the coin, and, and, and certainly the Spanish-speaking world of professional wrestling fans. What has been the what has been the lucha fan response to Rey Mysterio going back to WWE? It's it's been from at least from what I know, it's been like, yeah, it's cool he's back, but like you know, what are they gonna Rey, do with him? Rey's on the level of like. It almost doesn't matter what he does because he's so loved mm. in a way. And his popularity is bigger in the U.S. than it would be in, like, Mexico. Okay. For the part, that's not entirely true. Mind you, this is my personal opinion of what I read and what I see. Um, I think most people are like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, we need more of us on television. And I think he's doing great. I think the only issue is that he's kind of just there. Okay. really whole lot with him i think all of us are like great he's back do stuff with him that's the main thing you know but at the same time i think wwe has a certain level of depth right now that they haven't had uh i mean they've had it but you're certainly seeing it. it's like oh all these guys are coming up and they're really good and then you yeah. have all these guys that have been good for you know 15 15 plus years that are still there you can put you can put somebody like styles you can put somebody like uh, orton and you can put ray mysterio in that category and then you have guys who've been good for five six years too so and then yeah. the women are coming up so now we have to put the women in these main event matches so there's a lot of like shuffle there so if ray is not in the main event because you're doing something with an exciting very hot intense trending character like becky lynch and her issues with charlotte and and oscar and that's going to bring a lot more women to the table and it's that's moving the needle. What are you going to do? You know, like you can do things with Ray the next time you go to Mexico and sell at a football stadium with him and, you know, satiate that type of audience at the same time. Yeah. No, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. It's just you know, selfish. We're like, give him a belt. Like that's, that's all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we jump into your uh, questions here, a lot of people thinking that a new raw GM is going to be named tomorrow. We don't have any news on that. I do want to bring up this though. Year-end awards, their nominations are up now at WrestleZone.com. We have a lot of nominees for Male Wrestler of the Year, Female Wrestler of the Year, Podcast of the Year. Note, the show is not nominated, but that is uh, for obvious reasons because it's on WrestleZone.com. We can't just nominate ourselves. Uh, We had a lot of people debating about what is and what isn't the match of the year. 
All right, so we have a, a lot of those that you can announce, you can vote for now. Go vote for them now at WrestleZone.com, and the voting ends on December 23rd. So you have uh, more than a week to get to that. And then uh, we will do a big year-end podcast where we'll announce all of those. So that's over at WrestleZone.com. That's something you're involved with. Uh, and we should definitely check it out. Let's get into your hot, hot takes, and we'll just start taking your questions here. I do want to bring this up. What is Mr. McMahon going to be doing tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw? This has been teased over the weekend. Vince McMahon. Vince and Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> yes. We need a rating. Yeah, that lean on me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, also, I don't. Everyone's crying about the ratings. It's fine. Everyone's yeah. saying in the chat that there's going to be a new Raw GM. It'll be Paul Heyman. It'll be CM Punk. It'll be Hulk Hogan. Everyone uh, thinks a new Raw GM is going to be named, but we are going to have a new GM of Raw because Baron Corbin was eliminated from the process and kind of just a, a mix mash element of a lumberjack thing on TLC tonight. Uh, but what, before we get into this big thing, I'm going to say overall thumbs up on TLC. It's a show you should watch for a handful of big matches that we already mentioned. I know, Angel, you're kind of in the same place about it, right? Just kind of thumbs in the middle. Thumbs, yeah, you know. Have yeah. fun. Uh, but while we're getting into Raw here tomorrow, want to know what you guys are thinking. What do you think they do tomorrow night, Angel, with Mr. McMahon? If he's on TV, it's always something big. Uh, there should be a dance break, even though it's not SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's going to be a lot of strutting. Gonna be like, uh, probably gonna be like a little verbal spat with Stephanie. I think it's either gonna get overturned where he stays as GM or some kind of stipulation, or most likely they're gonna give it to like Alexa Bliss. Mm, mm, mm. If they give it, to, if they give it to Alexa Bliss, that might be telling of what they think of her future in the ring uh, physically. Now she's trying oh. to she's trying to come back from a from a concussion here, but they may want to just wait as long as they can until they feel like that she's ready to do that. Also did this with another wrestler that they, they pushed to the moon. Yeah. Her name was Lee. <laughs> yeah. You're so, absolutely right. Makes it makes good sense. You know, and then uh, when they, when they other, have those injuries. Another example. There was another dude they pushed to the moon right after. His name was Kurt Angle. Mm. Like, yeah. Just GM doesn't mean like you can't like you know what I'm saying? Tremaine Morgan says, do you think Cody and the Bucks might be on Raw? Well, this follows up a final battle. Uh, I'm going to save the final battle stuff for tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, And we will do, so if you're listening to the podcast, you're getting two episodes today. We'll do another live WZ Daily on Monday, shortly before Monday Night Raw. And we'll talk more of the final battle show. Overall, fun, very eventful show if you're a Ring of Honor fan and if you're a fan of the Elite I don't think you'll be seeing the elite in WWE. That's just my take. That's just what I hear. Uh, one person I do think you're going to be seeing in WWE that you may not have read about is Daniel Cormier, the UFC light heavyweight champion. We can confirm through our own sources. This is not a story we got from anyone else. We can confirm from our own sources at WrestleZone.com. Was at the SAP arena in, at some time uh, before the event tonight and that uh, he did meet with some type of WWE official. That's what we, that's, that's what we know. Uh, we were told they expected him to be seated at ringside, though we did not see him on the pay-per-view tonight. Okay. So they did not, that, that did not happen, but we were told he is from the San Jose area and that they expected him at some point to be uh, on pay-per-view. Didn't happen, but we do know that he was there. So what was Daniel Cormier doing 
at the pay-per-view. We, we do know from just him, his public statements about it, too, and things that Fox officials have said on, under, off the record and on the record to other people is that they would love to have him a part of SmackDown when it joins the Fox network. So maybe that's what's, what's in the works here. We don't know for sure because that man's still the UFC light heavyweight champion. But tomorrow night on Raw, we get Mr. McMahon. We get kind of a, a reprogramming of different things that are going on with Raw going into Royal Rumble season. And we have our number 30 picks. We have Fabulous Truth. We have Carmella. And she's going to be number 30 in the Women's Royal Rumble. And number 30 in the Men's Royal Rumble will be our truth So the new number 30 in terms of that final last surprise will be number 29. So. There you go. I will thought that bit was really funny because in my head I was like, what funny place are they going to pick? Mm. Like, are they going to go to the, oh, we're going to Disney World. But like, the <laughs> WWE headquarters. It's, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. It's a, go- it's a, it's a goofy thing to do. And also, that's all she did. She, she was just like, are you serious right now? <laughs> uh, Alicia Fox suggested that she wanted to go to Louisville, Kentucky. That's where she wanted to go, <laughs> of all places. Right. Um, <clears throat> Joseph Hal. Uh, Jumping into questions here, Joseph Hell saying, when does Lars get called up? Another promo, another promo, another prediction here. I thought when I was watching the match where Braun Strowman came out and his arm was still in a sling and then he called out everyone to, to turn into Lumberjacks and beat up Braun Strowman tonight on the pay-per-view, I thought that would be an opening for Lars Sullivan to come out and just wreck everyone. And this would be his big debut and he would launch himself onto Raw. Didn't happen. They made it a feel-good segment, which I thought was a better thing to do because a lot of fans are just already sick of uh, Baron Corbin. Write him off TV. Don't have him around anymore. Have him show up at the Royal Rumble and get a big heel pop, and that's fine, and that's okay. (laughs) People didn't feel this guy in this authority figure role. They had him on TV too much, and they uh, said, all right, let's embody all that, and let's put him through a table, and then have him get beat up on a pay-per-view in one week. They gave it what you want, so I don't know if if you still want to be mad about it. You can be. That's true. Um, uh, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I like Corbin as a GM because he's such a scumbag. <laughs> he's so good at being a scumbag. He is. Like, the best part is like, this is how you know he's a good scumbag because he was never like, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, we got to do this for business, dude. I'm sorry. And then he'd leave. And it, do, like, it, oh. does, it doesn't matter if they like it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like, it was yeah. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like you at all. You're not even working me anymore. <laughs> Uh, again, in this one, Tremaine Morgan wants to go, do you think Charlotte and or Becky will cost Ronda the title? Well, there's going to be some comeuppance for that, and we'll have a better idea of that uh, at least in the next few weeks of TV, where that's going to be going. Um, <clears throat> Lars needs to get six eliminations in the Rumble. Brian Zachary Earl. Brian Earl. Well, I would, I would say that Lars is going to be on TV before the Rumble for sure. They aren't going to tease him that long, and, and he will make an impact there. Uh, I agree yeah, so uh, people want to already want to see Lars versus Braun. Can't tease that too early. Maybe they do that in the Rumble. Maybe that's, maybe that's a Mania match. That would be a big Mania match. If you're not going to go with Braun in the top program and you you want to know where he is. I wouldn't be mad at it. Tim Sanders Jr. is saying Roman Reigns will be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. I'm calling it now. I'm not going to say anything about Roman Reigns wrestling in a ring again. I'm going to say I would like that man to have health and prosperity in his life let alone a wrestling career. Uh, This is now the second battle in his life with leukemia. I don't think we need to bring up him in a wrestling ring. So I don't think that's necessary. Uh, In terms of tomorrow night's Raw, Michael Lopez says, I hope Vince says the ratings have been broken. 
And then Matt Hardy comes out, and he becomes the new GM of Raw. Yeah. What do you think of that? I'd be cool with that. Be- yes. <laughs> Why do I sound like I'm yeah. in a car and it's going down those bumpy things in the middle of the road? All right, there we go. Song in front of a fan. <laughs> Look, I am your father. All right, I love how we uh, took our very professional analysis and turned it into funny noises. All right. Local Chicago comedians, come see us. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, tomorrow night, going to be at the hideout. Going to be at the hideout. Headline <laughs> the hideout. Come on out. Um, Ric Flair is a surprise entrant in the Rumble. Woo! I could take bumps. I could take bumps, baby. Woo! Yes, a very controversial story is Ric Flair recently in an interview saying that he was medically cleared somehow to take bumps. And then Joey Ryan says he wants that match. And then uh, we're now we're now booking a match somewhere, somewhere. um, Someone's going to try and make this match happen. Joey Janela, if you got the checkbook, get it out, buddy, because you want to have a Joey Ryan versus Ric Flair battle of the dicks match. I'm telling you, it's a freak show that people will pop for. The amount of sleaze in that ring at once will be ridiculous. <clears throat> in terms of tomorrow night's Raw with, my, uh, with Vince McMahon, Michael Zappalordi, big old paragraph here. He says, don't hold your breath on a Vince McMahon coming out and saving the world tomorrow night. The reasons why the ratings are so bad is because Vince himself, him bringing in Hulk, won't change booking or creative. Whoa, if only they if only they would follow the things I put on Twitter for my 19 followers, then this billion dollar company would be in a better spot. I wrote a week of TV and it wasn't hard at all. It took me like half a day. So like, why isn't Raw any good? You know what I'm saying? Well, we it's top indie stars from NXT to replace all these jobbers. <laughs> Uh, some people say, Todd, Rob, give Shane both shows. Let Shane run both of them. You know, some people are behind that idea. Yeah. Uh, some, people- some other people want to see Ric Flair in a blue chew on a pole match at Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. So what do you guys think is going to happen with Mr. McMahon tomorrow night on Raw? We'll find out. We'll have a better idea what's going to happen there. Uh, overall, TLC, what do you think the biggest thing coming out of TLC storyline is? What, what do you think the biggest story we're going to see on television in the next few weeks that kind of eventually came out of tonight? Rhonda, Becky, Charlotte. Yeah. So how do you do that? Because we got Rhonda on Raw, right? And you got you got Charlotte and Becky over on SmackDown. How do we how do we keep that going? The same way you did it for Survivor Series. Hmm. Promos back and forth, an appearance here and there. They're dual-printed pay-per-views. I love the fact that Becky like went around the arena and gave receipts to everybody. I thought it was dope. Uh, I will say, I don't know how I feel about them constantly referencing a man comes around. Mm. Like, I was just like, we get it. Vince heard the song once. <laughs> the man comes around, Johnny Cash, <laughs> Americana. I will say yeah. this, I was very annoyed by Corey Graves tonight. I didn't, I did So I was watching the pay-per-view with friends and we're kind of jibber jabbering back and forth. And I saw it with some of them, but you got to hear the commentary. I saw plenty of negative comments about the, the, the live commentary tonight uh, from fans on Twitter. What, what was it? Uh, I know. I think Corey Graves is one, the voice of Vince McMahon, but he's still trying to be Bobby Heenan. And it's a weird balance to do. Uh, I felt like 
the constant asking Renee stuff about uh, Dean Ambrose just got real uncomfortable. I was just like, this is not good TV. Like, this is just, like, no one's behind this match already. You guys are only making it worse. Mm, mm, and mm. I know that wasn't necessarily Corey. That was, like, parts Vince. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird directing, I think, overall. Uh, no Byron Saxon. It was David Otunga, who's the greatest commentator on on WWE television. He's like, you know, to win, you have to pin your opponent until the match counts to three. And you're like, yeah, thanks, Dave. Like, And it was a lot of dunking on him by uh, Corey. And I was just like, after a while, I was like, God, you're such a bully, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's my thing. I was like, it's so unnecessarily mean. Yeah. Uh, but it's part of the show. People people respond to mean stuff. You know what I mean? It's about getting reactions. Yeah. If you just said nice things, everyone would be like, would everyone go on Twitter and say, oh, it's so nice that what Corey said was so nice. No, they're going to they're gonna remember him being mean. And, and that's the dynamic of uh, people on commentaries. When you can get, p- get people to talk about the thing you said on TV, is that a bad think, thing? My thing is a wrestler can be a tweener, right? Mm-hmm. A wrestler can be like a heel, but be a face kind of thing. A commentator, not so much. I think a commentator, you're either a hero or, or a face. You're either like a good guy commentator or you're a bad guy. And Corey Graves is trying to be a tweener. And it's like, dude, you're saying the most bad guy shit in the world. What are you doing? <laughs> you're like, cool, because I do my hair sometimes. It's like, no, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm having such a good time with all you guys on here. I appreciate all the support of our, our viewers, the podcast listeners, you guys too. Just because I know I mentioned people in a live thing doesn't mean you're not a part of this. A lot of feedback from some people. A lot of people uh, on the podcast side and tweet and uh, tweetness side say they were really disappointed by Rollins and Ambrose and expected more from that match. And I think a lot of people are not alone in that sentiment. And we have a new doesn't bode well for Dean Ambrose winning winning the title in a match that people really a majority of fans didn't didn't walk away with a good taste in their mouth. So what do you do with Dean Ambrose so, and Rollins? Because it, it definitely looks like we're getting more of them on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. I guess we'll see. I mean, I guess obviously I'm in the outlier because I like the match. I like the storytelling of it. It was a slower paced match than what you're used to. Yeah, I think they were expecting like your classic Rollins high high speed match, and in reality, it was like, no, Dean shut that shit down. Yeah, and and that doesn't lend itself to Dean's style. He's more methodical and beats down things, yeah. and you get to see more of his his method and his and his madness kind of slow up. I, yeah, exactly. Dean Ambrose reminds me a lot of Randy Orton in, the, in that way, where his matches are not meant to be this. It's meant to be like, I'm going to build up to something, flash, 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 and now we're done. Whereas Rollins is this kind of like finesse guy where it's just go, 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 go. Now you have to you have to make me pay for going so fast. It started reacting when it started going go, 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 go. Yeah. And then when Dean shut it down again, people were like, this is boring. I'm like, it's not boring. It's just not what you're used to. And I guess, I mean, technically that would be boring too. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, you're just being a baby because you didn't like the booking of the match. And this angle was dumb. And I didn't like it at all. And you just too great. John Moxley versus Tyler Black should be pay-per-view main event. Like, you know. <laughs> um, we, we, we didn't get to touch on this match. People uh, mentioning Finn Balor and McIntyre. I thought this oh. was a fine match. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. 
I thought it was a pretty good early in the match showing for either guy, and I did not mind that Drew McIntyre lost. I thought it was another thing where I know some people say oh, it's that even it's an even Stevens booking too much of that, but I also think that's good for the roster overall in terms of the psychology right now, where you kind of need everyone to look really strong going into this critical time of year. You need to have a lot of guys that look strong overall because you're going into the all-star game of WWE and that's the Royal Rumble. And out of that, you're going into the playoffs and then you, you'll you see guys kind of trinkle out into their own little different packs and different things like that. So even a Finn Balor who may end up in a multi-man match at WrestleMania still needs to look strong because you still need fans to want to turn out for a guy like that. There's still depth there right. that you need to pay off. There's only one guy that looks strong looking weak. His name is Kurt Hawkins, and I promise you it's going to pay off at a Rumble someday. Yeah, do you, do you think they're going to do something silly around WrestleMania where he actually finally ends like, what's a two? Is this like a two-year-plus losing streak in singles matches? <laughs> I think I think he's going to win like the Andre the Giant thing. Or he's like... <laughs> about to win it and then it gets like pulled under the rug from him but like it only over because i thought it was genius when they put him with uh, uh ember moon for the mixed match because he was so excited he's like yes she's gonna carry me and i'm gonna win and, and he, he lost <laughs> best you know what also- and, and, and some people would say oh it's awful that you're you're in an angle where you just lose and you've lost for two years and years and years but think about it it's something you know about him you know, like, like how many, what do you know about Apollo Crews? Like, what what do you know? I mean, Jinder Mahal was a world champion a year ago. You know he has these two guys out in the ring with him, but you don't really sink your teeth in anything. You cannot see Kurt Hawkins on TV for three weeks, and then he shows up on TV, and you're like, oh, he's the guy who loses all the time. They're going to beat him up and make him yeah. look like a goof. But guess what? That gives you something as an undercard guy. That gives you something, and people can remember that. Uh, fans asking what's next for Seth Rollins. More Dean Ambrose. I think we're going to see more of them. I don't know how long we're going to see them. Uh, Michael Lopez saying, bro, Vince Russo is available for GM, bro. We need more gimmick matches, bro. He'll put Elias versus Jeff Jarrett in a guitar and a pole match, bro. <laughs> I think we may have our comment of the night. That may be it. Mm, all judgment yeah yeah some people bring this why doesn't renee talk when dean wrestles because she's so worried about her husband getting hurt yeah also if you listen to any time she talked Corey just made her feel very uncomfortable mm. and thus everyone else feel uncomfortable mm. like it was one of those weird it's let's put it this way i hate the fact that Corey graves is a bully that he makes Renee uncomfortable, and then he's constantly saying crap like right side of history. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I get it. He's supposed to be a heel, even though he's trying to be a tweener, and we're, like, not supposed to like him, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. But uh, I hate it. Sorry. That's okay. We'll take more of your questions here in the final segment of the show. Once again, that's Angel Garcia. He covers all the stuff with us on Lucha Libre. Uh, before we get into another round of questions, what's the big What's the big talk? What's the big news here? Uh, uh, south of Bora, north of Bora, anywhere where there, there's a masked man and there's there's no rule tags where they where they have those Lucha house party rules that we just don't understand. What's, what's going on? What, what's the, what are the big stories this week in the world of Lucha? A uh, couple, couple things. Uh AAA has been doing this new concept in a in like a large barbecue restaurant in Mexico City that's very popular. Where they're doing, like, hey, what if all these companies wrestled in a tournament? And everyone's like, yeah, let's do that. What? <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, Taya, 
uh, Valkyrie recently won the female, the women's division of that. That was pretty cool. Um, the viral sensation, Parquita de Tijuana, got booked. Tell me about Parquita Tijuana before we go into this. I love Parquita Tijuana. I'm a big, big fan of this. So, like, obviously, uh, the viral video is this kid is, like, you know, on the street performing for, like, pesos. And he's, like, in a full parka gear. And he's, like, doing hurricane runners and, <laughs> and, like, the whole nine. And, like, AAA, like, a week ago was, like, help us find him. <laughs> and a week later, they're, like, we found him. We have, a, we have an event, a sponsored event in Tijuana. He's going to be there. He's going to do an appearance. He's going to go backstage. We're going to follow his training. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah. He'll be, he'll be booked before he has a driver's license. He'll, he'll, he'll be in the ring. He'll be, he'll be in the ring, main eventing the, uh, the AAA Young Lions shows before, before he even has a driver's license. He'll be, he'll be in the ring. Yeah. Uh, more questions we're getting from you guys. You're firing off here. Let's jump right back into the talk of uh, WWE. And, of course, if you want to check out your stuff with uh, all the world of Lucha Libre, the article is Angel. Tope Guerrilla. Tope Guerrilla. Uh, we try to churn, churn them out weekly. Uh, this coming week, it's a big one. I'm trying to tackle a big thing in Lucha Libre. Exoticos. So, mm. uh, yeah, but I'm doing my darnest because it's a big, big part of Lucha Libre culture. And just one more thing before we move on. Uh, big news that just got broken on WrestleZone two hours ago. It yeah. looks like Bandito got signed by Ring of Honor. Yeah, Bandito, one of the biggest luchadors in Mexico, was a part of the big all-in show with Young Bucks and Rey Mysterio and Rey Phoenix in the main event of that. And now it looks like he'll be joining Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, people saying, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're done. They're done. The elite's leaving. What do they got? Well, they just signed PCO and Brody King. Uh, so uh, when some people leave, other people come up. So we'll get into more of that tomorrow. Let's jump into your questions here in the final segment of the show. Fire them off. Which Mania match are you most excited about? Well, we don't exactly have a lot of Mania matches. There's a lot of things that can change before WrestleMania. And some people say WrestleMania starts at Royal Rumble. Other people are starting to say WrestleMania starts now. I would say WrestleMania starts at Royal Rumble. I would say that that's when we have a clear idea. So many things with WrestleMania can change before we get there. Uh, I do know that we're going to get a big match with Ronda Rousey and, and that we will see a women's match at the end of the pay-per-view. I'm excited for whatever Becky Lynch is in. Yeah, and we may see that match with 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 them in hand. Um, so you know what? A lot of fun watching the the Andre the Giant Rumble. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. The, and those they're have fun. been fun the past years. Everyone says those are a write off and they're 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 just nothing matches and they just cram a bunch of people in there. You know what? When I went to WrestleMania this year, one of my favorite matches was the women's battle royal. Was the was like favorite. on this four and a half hour show with all these different things in it. One of my favorite matches was the Women's Battle Royal with the, the double turn at the end and, and Naomi winning. I didn't see it coming. It was fun. It was eventful. It played off characters. It weaved in all these different storylines. It felt like a little Royal Rumble. It was fun. It was perfect. I was into it. <clears throat> Some, uh, Terrell, Terrell Diggs has been a listener to the show for a long, long time. Thank you very much, Terrell. And he continues to message me and say that he thinks Serena Williams, the tennis star, is somehow going to be involved in WrestleMania. Now, WWE has a very uh, long history of bringing in big celebrities for angles at, at, at wrestling events. I think they already have a big celebrity in Ronda Rousey, and she's there every week. I don't know if we're going to see them there. Uh, and <clears throat> people bringing up some football. Eagles beat the, the Rams in L.A. Well, guess what? My Bears won the <laughs> NFC North Division, baby! 
That's where we're talking about some football. I'll sneak it in there. Uh, they need to do an NXT invasion on Raw to shake things up again. Ha ha. Um, I, I, I don't think NXT needs to invade everything. I think we're a sucker for the invasion angles too much. I think NXT needs to continue. Yeah, NXT needs to continue to be NXT. They have a lot of fun matches. We're getting Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black coming up at the next takeover. I think they're doing just fine. It's like we get it. You like wrestling in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Marcus Bo Marcus Bo Broadnax, I think that's how you say the name. Marcus Broadnax uh, texting in here saying, do you think they will put a bigger spotlight on cruiserweights? Well, they I'm better the cowards. No, this is no, this is why. Because they put, they did the experiment last month with, hey, what happens when we put the cruiserweights on the main show? And it was like, oh, they do amazing. Mm. And then I was surprised they didn't put them on the main show. Obviously, like you said before, it was a big, a, a depth of field and, a solid card all around, but they should totally put them on the main card. I think they deserved it. I think they work hard for it. 205 Live is a great show. Definitely recommend it. And uh, Buddy Murphy is killing it. See? Awesome. Everyone everyone says the show oh, doesn't matter. Nobody cares about it. And people said the same thing about NXT a few years ago. So what are they saying now? Uh, Tim Sanders Jr. says, thoughts on women's tag team championships. Been asked about this consistently now for months. It's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think it's oh. going to happen. I mean, they did the whole shift to women's division at 32. So I wouldn't be surprised if it does it again for the tag titles. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, do you do do you do women's tag titles for Raw and SmackDown, or do you do them just for one brand? I think you do them for just one brand. I think ooh, that is a very good question. I think you do like a old school undisputed title in 2002, 2003, make them jump. Yeah, make them jump because it's too many titles. It's too, it's too many titles. It's going to be too much to keep track of. It's too many titles, and that's okay. I, I think you're talking four titles for the women. That's that's all right, you know. People agree with you. Murphy's is a beast. Uh, Peter uh, Peter Gadenez is asking, is Braun done if he loses again to Brock Lesnar? Is Braun done if he loses to Brock Lesnar? Yeah, that was something that, that, we, that flew by tonight is if Braun was successful in that – angle of a match it wasn't really a match you know he still has a surgically repaired elbow and there's hope that he'll be ready to have a full-blown match by the time we get to royal rumble in january but we're getting it braun Strowman versus brock lesnar this will be the third time they faced each other on pay-per-view the first time at no mercy in los angeles last year recently at crown jewel which was more of an angle than a match and then this one where he defeated Baron Corbin to kind of set that match in stone for Phoenix, Arizona in January. Uh, my assumption is he won't be done, but there'll be some wishy-washiness to kind of you know let him get past that. Some people would say that uh, they've done so much with Braun and then the injuries happen at the bad times and there's different shuffles. He's, I would say there's a lot of times where he's a victim of circumstance, because, but they also rely on him so much week to week for the television shows, and they've written so many memorable things on TV around his feats of strength and daring do and, and these big main events and, and, and gotten around him, and then this injury happens at the worst possible time as Roman's leaving. I think if he was, if he was healthy, it wouldn't affect him as much. Uh, right. But the fact that there's been so much shuffle, and at the same time, he's part of that shuffle out of the playing table, if you will, that that's affected him in the worst way, at the worst times when these things kind of happen. I think that's very accurate. I think that's spot on. I think that's you, – you hit it on the head again. Um, we all love him so much. We all want him to win the belt, but they won't give it to him. Mm, yeah. 
But um, at the same time, we all kind of recognize that, like, when do you give him the title? You know what I'm saying? Can he carry it as a champion? Mm. You know, then you have to make, well, who are his contenders going to be that are believable? Yes. That's, that's, that, that, that's the issue now, I think, with either Braun or Brock, guys that you've built up so much that you almost have to make every time they lose seem like someone cheated them out or cheapskated them. Yeah. There was some, there was oh, some like, gaga. There was some ridiculousness with it, you know? Yeah, uh, I I would love to see Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. I'd pay so much money for that. That's a match that people have been waiting for for a while. Ray Richards saying here, I miss Bray Wyatt. Bray uh, Bray returned to the ring a few weeks ago uh, at a live event, the Starcade event. It was not filmed. It did not f- appear on the network. So they certainly have that in their back pocket to be able to pull out. Is tomorrow night a good night? Is Monday Night Raw a good night, the night after TLC? Is it a good night to bring him back and spice things up and shake things up on Raw with the mysterious swamp wizard that is Bray Wyatt? swamp wizard. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. Um, I think you wait till the Rumble. You wait till the Rumble. Why the Rumble? You haven't be like, the number 29 guy? No, 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 not even. Like... Be on the Rumble show costing somebody something. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, man. Hey, if you're if you're Bray, you get to stay off the road. Get that downside guarantee, man. Just collect. Just hang out in the bar. Drink some cool lemonade <laughs> down by the swamp. Casting spells. Okay, Casting spells. Sending out my, my butterflies, you know? <laughs> uh, people saying, yeah, about Matt Hardy being the new GM. I don't know why everyone thinks that we're going to get a new GM tomorrow. You know, there's no guarantee of that. You know, they could drag this thing out because that's week-to-week television. Uh, who would you guys like to see in the tag title picture on Raw or SmackDown? You know, we, we saw the bar retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a match that was good, but I don't think people are going to remember it, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I would say some new teams need to come up on both sides. Yeah. The, the Revival has always been in the mix, and I think the Revival versus Rooting Gable would be exciting. I think yeah. it would be fun. I think they can. I think the pacing of what they can do in the ring together. I think the psychology they can play together is is fun. I think that would be a fun pairing. On the SmackDown side, where is Luke Gallows? Where is Carl Anderson? These are guys you could get, you could get behind in a matter of weeks and light them up and get them back in the picture, or at least just have them in the picture. You know what I mean? Like these are these are two Tokyo Dome headliner guys, and you could be doing something with them. I really think they've. Uh, They've uh, fallen off the face of the earth, and that's not fair. Yeah, give us the good brothers. Uh, I mean, Harper is waiting for. Uh, Harper is waiting for Rowan to come back, mm-hmm. which thing. And I like the Bludgeon Brothers. Like at first, I was like, "This is a dumb gimmick," and then towards the end, I'm like, "This is amazing. I love them so much." Mm-hmm. Uh, Revival needs to come back. Maybe even switch teams up. Yeah. Just have. Me- Maybe that's what we're getting on Raw is we're getting a big shakeup tomorrow. People saying, no, yeah, I where's the club? Yeah. Uh, there's so many people that you already have on the shows that you're not using. I feel like it'd be a waste to just throw people from NXT up or something like that. I'm being called a fanboy. I'm okay with that. Uh, no. Do you think Drew will win the Rumble and set up him versus Brock at WrestleMania? Most definitely mean <laughs> Drew turning face uh, as the face of the Impact. No. No, I, I I don't see Drew winning the Royal Rumble. I see I see someone who's either gotten close to winning the Rumble or has won it before in the past winning it this year. And uh, I have ideas of who I think will win the Royal Rumble, 
and they're people that have already been reported about winning the Royal Rumble. Who do you think that is? Try and use your magic. You know magic, Angel. Try to use your magic to read my mind as to who you think I think will win the Royal Rumble. Right now. It could change. Try to use your mind. Use your mind, your Jedi mind tricks to see who could do it. Who could who do you who do you think that I think is gonna win the Royal Rumble? Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. No, I, I, my surprising thing was I went with this. It was a report. A lot of people yep. debunked it and said it wasn't true through at right. Russell votes, including Dave Meltzer. But I think there's something to it. I think if you don't promote it and people lose their minds, or you do promote it and people lose their minds, The Rock winning the Royal Rumble in 2019 as the biggest uh. movie star in the world is a huge deal. And then you set up Brock versus Rock at WrestleMania. It shouts marquee. It's huge. You have Paul Heyman as the guy to talk up this massive, massive match. Maybe add someone in there as a triple threat to keep the storyline going on TV. You know, keep it interesting. And I think you bring in that star power and that thing goes through the roof in the biggest media market in the world. That's yeah. what I think you do. Yeah, uh, sure. Some people saying that. Seth Rollins could win the Rumble. Some people saying Cena. Ah, yes, John, John mm -hmm. Cena. Uh, no, uh, he's taking over that California territory, brother. <laughs> yeah, the Hollywood, the Hollywood territory. That's what we're doing. Got that Hollywood territory on lock. Uh, Devin Ballingar is texting in here saying, "I like WrestleMania with no lazy Brock Lesnar on there." Well, what's the, what? Do you, how do you know he's lazy? You come on now. That's that's unnecessary. Yeah, people are into the idea of Rock versus Brock. Uh, and some people saying WWE won't do that. They are stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're stupid. They're real dumb. They're real dumb. Cashing their checks for $2.5 billion. Yeah, the 13,000 people that sold out an arena. They're dumb. They're just dumb. No, they make some bad calls now and then, and they make great calls. But you don't call them smart when they make a great call because that doesn't fit your little nerdy threading on the internet narrative. Sorry. I'm bringing the hammer down. You know what the hammer says when it stomps into your dumb head? It says reality. All right? <laughs> reality. Do you remember those old Roddy Piper shirts from WCW that said reality and there's just a big check mark? <laughs> I was on a rant, Angel. You had to let me enjoy it. Okay. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the the Kevin Kellum rants. So. <laughs> hey, hey, I enjoy them as well. People ask for them, and I jump right into them. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm I'm loving all the support from you guys. We have full coverage of everything coming on in the world of wrestling. If you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, they have a big show coming up. That'll be the next big wrestling show of the year, February 4th, Tokyo Dome. We'll have full coverage of that. <laughs> Um, we have we have a special article we put up every Wednesday called New Japan Wednesdays, a deep dive into the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that is with Ross Berman. You can check that out. Well worth it. If you don't, oh, I know this, I know that about, I know this guy in New Japan. This is a perfect way to just get into all those things and kind of get like a catch up on all of them. Or if you're just a big New Japan fan and you want to read about somebody who's like covering it week to week, we got somebody who's doing that. People just say, oh, wrestles on. You guys just post people's tweets. You guys are on top of real stuff. This week, we interviewed Jeff Cobb, all right? this Today, we broke a story about Daniel Cormier being at the arena for WWE. So when you say that we're just WrestleZone and we post people's tweets, I say, fooey. Fooey to you and those and your hooey. 
Fooey and the Hooey. Boom. That's right, Richard. Richards, Dre Richards texted in saying, boom, dropping the hammer on them. A couple more questions here before we get off air. Uh, what about Kevin Owens winning the Royal Rumble? This would be a great oh. spot for Kevin Owens to come back into. I know he's trying to get healthy for WrestleMania season. Sami Zayn, not too far behind him. Uh, they got to agree with that. What, what would you think of that? I think you save him for post-mania. Let them heal up properly. Don't rush him in. Mm, okay. You want to save him. Uh, Tim Zanzer is saying he wants to see Finn versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't know if you're going to see Finn Balor in a massive marquee wrestling match at WrestleMania. I just I just don't see the cards in that there. Uh, people tell me Jeff Cobb is awesome. He's the reigning Ring of Honor television champion. Special interview I recorded with him earlier this week over on our podcast feed. Go check that out. Uh, pe- card still smells great over the radio. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. They're clipping in and out there, but I caught a little bit of that. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, awesome card, exciting show. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, Will Velveteen Dream get a run with the NXT title? This is a question here. Does not need it. He does not need that belt. Why does he not need that belt, Angel? Too over. He's too over. He wouldn't, it's just like how Alistair didn't need the belt. Their gimmicks are so strong and their wrestling is so strong. Those guys do not need titles. Mm. You can give it to them, sure, no problem. But like they're not going to do, they're not going to reinvent the wheel. It's just going to be a piece of jewelry they wear. Because mm. their characters are so above that title right now. You know what I'm saying? Now, because there's, there's wrestlers that like give them the title, it makes sense. They elevate the belt. But like, I think Alistair didn't elevate the belt per se. He didn't like ruin it, but like his character was too strong for all that. The same thing with Velveteen Dream. I don't think he elevates that belt, or but it also doesn't. He also doesn't bring it down. Mm. He doesn't need. All right, if you're enjoying our show on the podcast side, give it a give it a five star rating. I won't accept anything less. I won't. I will not. I will not accept anything less. I will not read anything less than that, because I <laughs> I believe only in positive positive affirmation. Uh, go uh, support the podcast if you can't listen. If you can't listen to the whole show live on stream, I have a lot of people say that. They'll message me and be like, "Hey, Kev, couldn't watch the whole show. What else happened?" I say, "Well, why don't you download the podcast? You can listen to it anywhere you want." Some people don't want the stream up on their phone, you know. So that's a great way to do that. Uh, and so go check that out. Uh, if you enjoy the show, enjoy what we're doing here. We do WrestleZone Daily Monday through Thursday, right around. 5 p.m. Sometimes we have a big breaking story right before 5 p.m. We kind of wait to get all the details on that, and then we run with that. So right around 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, we do this show live. So maybe you're watching us on a Sunday night, and you're like, I've never seen this before. You know, that's just not the routine of your day. Well, we do this. We do this at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, right around there. We may move the time based on, you know, people's habits and stuff like that. We'll see. So, uh, so definitely check it out and jump in the chat, and you guys become the third chair of the show. Uh, I, I want to know what you guys think of the format. Let me know what you think. Some people on the podcast side say, hey, I don't like it because I can't chime in. And some people on the live show say, uh, I, I like it, but I can't listen to the whole thing. So I'm trying to service two different masters here at the same time with uh, audio master. and video. Master. Master. Dun, 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 boom. Great Metallica song. Uh, all right. So uh, get get into that, and we'll do this again tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also want to remind you of the WrestleZone year-end awards. They are up now at WrestleZone.com. Go there, vote, make your voice heard. What do you think of the nominees this year, Angel? 
I thought they were solid. I will I will say that I wrote in Becky Lynch on mm-hmm. the male mm. superstar of the year as well as the female superstar of the year. Because she's the man. I'm the man. I punched Nia Jackson her big fat Samoan mouth because she got you. You keep your words out of my mouth. I'll punch him right back down there. That's what I did. All right. I only lost the title because of Ronda had to run out in her oversized jacket and push me off a ladder. Get a form-footing jacket. Look at look at that look at the man. Look at that champ looking so good. I'm still a champ. Never lost the title. That's my uh, not great Nia Jackson. What's the website? Well, it, sir, that website is wrestlezone.com. I, I said it like 15 times. Um, what thank, wrestlezone.com? Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, wrestlezone.com. Uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the greater Chicagoland area, I will be at the Hideout. I'll be headlining this show called Weekend Extender. It's a stand-up comedy show. You get to see six comedians in one hour. Uh, we all do tight, tight sets. So come out and check that out. Tickets are only $5. You can get them at hideoutchicago.com or eventbrite.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kev Kellum. All right? Follow me on Twitter at Kev Kellum there as well. I post all the wrestling stuff. And, uh, Angel, if they want to follow you, I know you have a lot of cool stuff you're doing with comedy and magic and all the different types of things. And your work at WrestleZone, where do they go? They go to at Twitter and Instagram, Gorilla Jokes, like Pro Wrestling Gorilla, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A, Jokes. Mm-hmm. They can follow me and uh, follow my weird tweets and know when I'm performing. It's good times. All right. We'll join you tomorrow night on WrestleZone Daily at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. For Angel Garcia, I'm Kevin Kelm. Reminding you once again, as we get very, very silly and we talk about swamp wizards and ridiculous things and fast food royal rumbles what is that well listen to a future episode if you haven't we'll tell you more about it when we get to it all right thank you guys so much reminding you once again to please enjoy wrestling